the eleventh day of the month. The wicked borrow and do not pay back, but the righteous are generous and keep giving. Psalm 37, verse 21. God loves a cheerful giver. 2 Corinthians 9, verse 7. Today we consider generosity as a fruit of the Spirit. The gospel often sounds like a sheer foolishness when judged by human wisdom. God seems not to care about how much we earn, though it is by this measure that people in our society largely judge one another. Rather, God cares about how much of what we give away, a matter never mentioned by those who want to impress us with their incomes. Furthermore, many regard the term cheerful giver as an oxymoron. Surely, they suppose, it is those who cling to what they have that are happy. Often fundraisers advise us to give until it hurts. Someone, knowing that to be very bad advice, offer this alteration. Give until it stops hurting. But even if further change is needed, give until it is fun, and then continue to give because it is fun. How truly happy are those who discover that it is great fun to give away money and time and talent as well. In an ironic way, being generous may be the most self-serving style of life to be imagined. For the cheerful giver receives joy from being generous that tightwads can never know. Such are the ways God has of surprising us. Ask yourself this day, am I a cheerful giver or a reluctant one? When giving away something, do I ever quietly utter this prayer? O Lord, help me to give away even more. How often do I recall John Wesley's rule? Earn all you can, save all you can, give away all you can. How can I increase both my gifts and my eagerness to give? Opening Prayer God of high heaven, by coming to earth to dwell among us, to die for us, you have demonstrated the greatest generosity possible. Enable us to see in the manger and the cross the joy of giving ourselves fully in your service. Snatch from us the fear that if we give away what we have, we will have less or even nothing. Cause us to know that those who would save their lives lose them while those who lose their lives for the sake of the gospel truly find them. We pray through him who taught us this in both word and deed, Jesus Christ, the perfect offering. Amen. Psalm 112, verses 1-7 Alleluia! Blessed man, blessed woman who fear God who cherish and relish his commandments. Their children row best on the earth, and the homes of the upright how blessed. Their houses brim with wealth and a generosity that never runs dry. Sunrise breaks through the darkness for good people, God's grace and mercy and justice. The good person is, ju- is generous and lends lavishly. No shuffling or stumbling around for this one, but a sterling and solid and lasting reputation, unfazed by rumor and gossip heart ready, trusting in God, spirit firm, unperturbed, ever blessed, relaxed among enemies. They lavish gifts on the poor, a generosity that goes on and on and on. From the book of Numbers, 
Selected readings from chapter 35, beginning with verses 1 through 3. Now the Lord spoke to Moses in the plains of Moab by the Jordan opposite Jericho, saying, Command the sons of Israel that they give to the Levites from the inheritance of their possession cities to live in, and you shall give to the Levites pasture lands around the cities. The cities shall be theirs to live in, and their pasture land shall be for their cattle and for their herds and for all their beasts. And then, from verses 9 through 15, Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan, then you shall select for yourselves cities to be your cities of refuge, that the manslayer who has killed any person unintentionally may flee there. The cities shall be to you as a refuge for the avenger, so that the manslayer will not die until he stands before the congregation for trial. The cities which you are to give shall be your six cities of refuge. You shall give three cities across the Jordan and three cities in the land of Canaan. They are to be cities of refuge. These six cities shall be for refuge for the sons of Israel and for the alien and for the sojourner among them, that anyone who kills a person unintentionally may flee there. And then finally, verses 30 through 34. If anyone kills a person, the murderer shall be put to death at the evidence of witnesses, but no person shall be put to death on the testimony of one witness. Moreover, you shall not take ransom for the life of a murderer who is guilty of death, but he shall surely be put to death. You shall not take ransom from him who has fled to a city of refuge, that he may return to live in the land before the death of the priest. So you shall not pollute the land in which you are, for blood pollutes the land, and no expiation can be made for the land for the blood that is shed on it, except by the blood of him who shed it. You shall not defile the land in which you live, in the midst of which I dwell, for I, the Lord, am dwelling in the midst of the sons of Israel. From the letter to the Romans, chapter 8, verses 31 through 39. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies. Who is the one who condemns? Christ Jesus is he who died. Yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. From the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 23, verses 13 through 26. But woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you shut off the kingdom of heaven from people. For you do not enter in yourselves, nor do you allow those who are entering to go in. 
Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you devour widows' houses, and for a pretense you make long prayers. Therefore you receive greater condemnation. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you travel around on sea and land to make one proselyte. When he becomes one, you make him twice as much a son of hell as yourselves. Woe to you, blind guides, who say whoever swears by the temple there is nothing but whoever swears by the gold of the temple is obligated. You fools and blind men, which is more important, the gold or the temple that sanctified the gold? And whoever swears by the altar, that is nothing, but whoever swears by the offering on it, he is obligated. You blind men, which is more important, the offering or the altar that sanctifies the offering? Therefore, whoever swells by the altar and swears both by the altar and by everything on it, and whoever swears by the temple, swears both by the temple and by him who dwells within it. And whoever swears by heaven, swears both by the throne of God and by him who sits upon it. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, you hypocrites! For you tithe mint and oil and cumin, and have neglected the weightier provisions of the law, justice and mercy and faithfulness. But these are the things you should have done without neglecting the others. You blind guides, who strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup of the dish, but inside they are full of robbery and self-indulgement. You blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and of the dish, so that the outside of it may become clean also. These are the words of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Tuesday's Prayer God, our rock and our salvation, undergird us with your strength, lest we fail because we rely upon ourselves alone. Assist us with your Holy Spirit, that we may abide in your love and trust in your grace. Spread upon us your transforming power. Overpower us with your goodwill and forgiveness, offered to us and to all through Christ our Savior. Amen. From the Methodist Handbook of Prayer for 2022, this is Vicki Davidson, Superintendent. I long to love you with all my heart, generous God, yet how rarely it beats to your rhythm, dancing instead to the call of the world. I long to love you with all my strength, yet often that very strength pulls me away from you to sort things out in my own power. I long to serve you with all my mind, yet often my mind skitters away to things that are not your things and do not reflect your love. My desires, my pulling away, my lack of focus leaves gaps through which your grace, generously poured, leaks like water through outstretched fingers. Help me turn again to you in my entirety. Amen. The Lord's Prayer, Traditional Text Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.